When you're trying to improve your golf game, Callaway knows you can't hit the ball further by doing the same old thing. It takes unconventional thinking to transform your game, and that's what Callaway did with the new Maverick driver. Maverick drivers were designed using advanced AI. Callaway's supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver. New distances out there, it takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick drivers at callawaygolf.ca. This is the time of summer when parents are thinking about back to school. New clothes for the kids, new school supplies, watching their children grow. But COVID-19 has added a new dimension to the back to school discussion. How to do so safely while we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Now, while some provinces are still working out plans or waiting on school boards to submit theirs, Alberta laid out its guidelines this week. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. Today, I talk with Edmonton Journal Legislature reporter Ashley Joano about what Alberta classrooms could look like come September, why the government feels there is a need to get kids back in the class, and how they hope to manage safety concerns. Don't forget you can subscribe to this show on all your favorite listening platforms, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So Ashley, as provinces look to reopen their economies in the wake of the COVID pandemic, one item that is seen as crucial as many people are unable to work from home is the return of kids to the classroom. We're waiting on some provinces to make their plans known, but Alberta stepped forward on Tuesday and laid things out for people. What is the expectation for students in Alberta come September? Will they be learning at home part-time? Will they be learning at home full-time? Or or will they actually get to set foot full-time back in their classrooms? So, yeah, they they will actually get to set foot full-time in their their classrooms. The government announced on Tuesday that it will be opening schools under what it's been referring to as Scenario 1 during the planning process, which is essentially as near normal operations as possible with protections in place to prevent or slow the spread of COVID-19. What we've been given at this point is sort of the broad strokes. It will mean screening tests for people every day, hand sanitizer use, extra cleaning in the schools, spacing, and strict policies around staying home when you're sick, new drop-off policies, that kind of thing. So the government's only really given us the broad strokes, it'll be up to the individual school authorities to come up with the nitty gritty of what that will look like on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. But the plan is to have operations as close to normal as possible come September. Alberta is a big and growing province. And especially when you look at the big cities, Edmonton and Calgary, their school boards are seeing fairly substantial enrollment growth every year. So I would imagine that there are schools that are fairly packed in What options are they giving for school boards to address some of the spacing requirements? Is it going to be that every kid has to be six feet apart? Or are they suggesting other ways to keep kids distance by way of not facing one another or doing classes in different parts of the school than they may normally do, like gyms or libraries? Those are all things that I suspect the boards are considering. We haven't had the plans actually be released by the school boards. The ones in Edmonton, at least, are telling us that it'll be a couple weeks before we see the specific plans. But you're right. That is what 
Edmonton Public said was going to be one of their biggest struggles is is just the spacing issue. The chair of the board said she's confident that their plans will meet the government's expectations and that she's going to be sending her kids to school, but that they might not be able to get the two meters of spacing that people have come to expect, uh, given the size of their classes. And the size of classrooms, right? Fair enough. <laughs> you know, yeah, you can no, only fit both. so many kids in a, in a space. You know, as the provinces reopen, there have been guidelines around things like sporting events, you know, like soccer and hockey and competitive sports. There's been guidelines around what activities you can do indoors and things like choirs. Uh, Church choirs have been recommended against if they're all in the same space. Obviously, these are also activities that translate to a school setting with team sports and with phys ed and things like band and choir. Some of the things that provide that kind of extra fulfillment out of school for, for young people. Right. How are schools supposed to approach some of these things? Are they saying, okay, let's put off football or basketball. Let's look at other activities where you're not in close contact with one another. And are things like school bands going to be allowed to line up a row of trumpeters and and saxophone players next to one another? So the government is discouraging field trips that require group transportation and large gatherings like assemblies will also be discouraged. Mm -hmm. There will be restrictions in place for shared items, and that may include musical instruments. Mm -hmm. Again, I think we're going to have to wait for some of the nitty-gritty to come from the individual school authorities. Now, obviously, there's a lot of concern on the part of teachers in Alberta about whether their workplace will be safe or whether they'll be asked to be responsible for kids washing their hands or hand sanitizing or cleaning their classrooms. What did the Alberta Teachers Association have to say about the plan that was announced? I think that the concerns, if you drill down on them, they sort of fall into two categories. There's concerns about how we're going to practically implement these requirements, and then there's concerns financially about how much it's going to cost to implement these requirements. So the Alberta Teachers Association is calling on the government to provide more money to schools. Right now, the government hasn't earmarked money specifically to help schools implement these requirements. They've pointed to some funding for infrastructure that was announced back in May, and they've talked about how schools will be getting more this year in sort of their core funding than they did last year. Um, But there's no money specifically earmarked to implement these requirements. And the Edmonton public, at least, is expecting to have to spend money from their reserves which aren't very big. Mm -hmm. The Edmonton Public Chair says that it'll cost them millions to implement these requirements. She says that just to sort of get set up for September in terms of cleaning supplies and personal protective equipment for teachers and that kind of thing will be $2.5 million. And then that doesn't take into account maintaining that supply as well as Presumably, they'll have to spend more money on substitute teachers because... People may get sick. Right. But like as soon as I get a head... Not necessarily COVID, but as soon as I get a head cold, which is the right thing to do, as soon as I get the sniffles or a head cold, I I have to stay home. So presumably, there will be more supply teachers Mm -hmm. that need to be hired come September just to, to allow for staff to do what's safe and stay home if they're sick. Yeah. 
The Teachers Association has also raised concerns about whose responsibility it's going to be for cleaning. Some of smaller rural schools don't have custodians in the building full time right now. Like they have custodians that will work on shifts and things like that. So Mm -hmm. there's not always someone in the building in charge of keeping things clean. So there are still questions about whose responsibility it will be. This is a big undertaking. Getting all the kids to go home and do schooling from home was also a large undertaking for school boards. Right. Getting them all back in the classroom is a big undertaking, and there are going to be many differing opinions on this. What did the opposition say? Alberta just had a provincial election a year ago, and you know had the NDP won, they'd be dealing with this right now. Presumably, they'd also be looking to get kids back in the classroom were they in government? That's I think that's the goal of a lot of politicians across all political lines. But what is their thought of what the UCP government announced Tuesday? The NDP is promising their own shadow plan of how they think this should be done, but we haven't seen that yet. One thing that leader Rachel Notley did bring up was that she thinks the classroom sizes should be limited to 15 students. The government has been pointing to the success of summer of in-person summer school classes as a sign that their policies are working. But one of the things that the summer school classes had was a maximum of 14 students plus a teacher, so a cap of 15. Mm-hmm. So they're not quite comparing apples to apples when you think about the number of students that would be in a standard class during a regular school year. Yeah. So Notley has called for a 15-person cap. The education minister has already ruled that out. It's not clear how much something like that would cost or how practically it would be implemented, but that they're calling for more supports for teachers, including that cap. Yeah. And I think that one of the other things that they were pointing out was other countries that have launched successfully returned to school. They pointed to to countries in Europe like Norway and others, and they also have a reduced number of students per classroom, if I've I've read correctly. Correct. No, that's correct. One of the things that I did notice, there was a big guidance document, and I I had a bit of fun going through it all yesterday, that that was mentioned was uh, using places like like libraries and gyms or auxiliary gyms as teaching spaces, especially because you may not be able to use certain sporting activities under current COVID restrictions. Did the NDP or the ATA address whether that might be effective to help with distancing, or did EPSB address that, or may we have to wait for more uh, detailed plans from individual school boards? Yeah, I think we are going to have to wait. The public board just said that they'll have to get creative with coming up with ways to space students. I suspect that the things you mentioned are probably things they're considering, but they're not going into specifics yet. As I mentioned off the top, people aren't 100% able to work from home. You and I have the benefit of being able to work remotely as do do many other people, but for large swaths of the population, their workplace is not in the home. So they run into an issue of childcare and whether there's enough childcare spaces or the idea of kids going back to school. How much of that came into play for the premier and the education minister? And what did they say about that at Tuesday's announcement? Basically, what the premier argued was that the economic and social difficulties that come from keeping schools closed. So like you were saying, that keeping parents away from jobs, but also the the social difficulties of keeping kids away from their friends and their social circles would be difficult. So they have done a calculated assessment and decided that this is the way to go. 
I think Premier Kenny made it clear that for him, safe doesn't mean zero cases. They're expecting for there to be cases, but they believe that they have a system in place that will be able to monitor those cases and keep people safe and keep it from spreading. Were there any questions for the premier or the education minister uh, at Tuesday's announcement uh, about the fact that Alberta has seen in the last number of days a substantial increase in active cases in COVID-19 and whether they should be announcing the plan in the middle of that or wait until maybe a little closer to the August 1st date that they originally planned to release the return to school guidance? That was put to Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dina Hinshaw. And she basically said that just because we have a peak now doesn't mean that those numbers will continue climbing. The explanation from the education minister was that it was important to give parents as much notice as possible and school boards as much notice as possible so that they would have time to plan and prepare. It's also important to note that the government has said that if there is an outbreak or if there if there are concerns, they're certainly willing to backtrack and go back to some of the other scenarios that they considered, including uh, going back to doing classes full time from home online or some sort of hybrid model in between. Mm-hmm. We're not locked into scenario one if things get worse. Yeah. On the idea of sending kids back home or closing schools, did they talk about what threshold, like would a classroom be closed if there was one case in a classroom or would a school be closed if there was one case in a school or would they kind of try and keep cohorts isolated from one another and deal with things as the school remains open? They didn't go into that level of detail. What she did say was that um, if there was a case, uh, public health officials would investigate and that uh, parents would be informed if there was a case in their children's school. So Alberta's launched its fairly comprehensive plan to get kids in the classroom. For comparison's sake, looking at provinces that are similar, do we know what places like Ontario and BC are doing so far? The Ontario government has asked its 72 school boards to prepare for three possible scenarios. So that's sort of similar to what Alberta did earlier on. So a return to in-person learning or virtual classes for all, or some sort of hybrid model that combines the two. The Ontario government says that the boards have to submit their plans by early August, and then they would be subject to government approval before implementation. And then as far as BC goes, is it kind of, we're still waiting to see what they're doing? Have they announced their plans yet? So, and then when it comes to BC, the government is still trying to work out what the reopen will look like in September. We're expecting more details in a few weeks. All right. Well, I I know that it is a a story that parents across the country will be keeping an eye on as kids prepare to get back into the classroom or back to virtual learning. Ashley, thanks for your time. Thanks very much. 10.3 is produced by Carson Jarama, theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Ashley Joano. More from her at edmontonjournal.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.